this is exactly the way that tonight should go though leafs lose in painfully predictable fashion right like they score the first goal tonight and i had texted you guys i really thought first goal tonight was going to win and then tampa scored immediately after and i went no 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 that that team who did that is probably good. <laughs> it was just tough. this is a tough one where do you want to begin with this one was let me ask you this let me just ask you this question do you view tonight as a choke do you think they grip the sticks too tight because that's what people are most nervous about with a game like this right yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's such a semantic thing. Is it a choke or not a choke? Like they didn't get a wing in a big in a win in a big spot where they've been dying for one, you know, and it's it's really disheartening. I think, you know, you talk about demons and creeping in. It just invites more questions about their ability to get through in the big moments. Now, you know, did they were they all bad? No, there are some good players in the Leafs tonight and some good moments, but. Man, you know, it's another chance they didn't get through. I think people are sick of excuses. So if you want to give it the label, I, I could live with it. Yeah, I, it's it's a tough one for me because at this point, Tampa has just outplayed Toronto for such a large portion of the series. Yeah. That it, it's starting to get to the point for me where I'm looking at it and going, yeah, Toronto, if they're going to win this thing, it feels like they're going to steal it from Tampa. Yeah, I, I mean, it's fair. You know, the, the start of this game to me looked a lot like game one where it was like nerves and tight and couldn't get through Tampa in the neutral zone. I, I text our group like they uh, their breakout success rate in the first four games was like around 80 percent pretty consistently. It was below 60 for a lot, lot of hockey tonight. So, yeah, it's, the, you know, some adjustments definitely need to be made. Part of it, man, is that they're getting some individual performances from players that is letting them down. Like if they were getting a little better from Hall and Giordano, it would go miles. If Brody were a better version of himself, it would go miles. I won't go through the whole team, but there's a few guys who are letting them down right now. So those guys for sure, right? We're, we're definitely going to do Hall and Geo tonight. Like I think it's a pretty major topic at this point. So yeah. I'm sure right now the chat is just say bad stuff about Justin Hall. That's all they want. There's so many people that are going to be watching this that are just, if you're watching the Leafs lost Leafs talk pod and you're here right now live, it's because you have bloodlust. And I would like to say that I will try and satiate some of that for you. Okay. I'm not going to sugarcoat tonight. I agree with you. I think that this is where, why I started with the choke thing is I, I know it's like a nebulous term and that it's one that it's in the eye of the beholder. And a lot of time it's reserved for hot takery, whatever. Yeah. But man, sure. You knew Tampa was going to give you their best punch to start this game, right? Okay. Yeah. I understand that they're Stanley cup champions, but if you're this team that has also not been able to close out playoff games for seven straight seasons, can't you be the team that, punches the other team in the mouth first can't you be the yeah. one that shockingly comes out with a ton of push and, and i thought just like you that the leafs looked tight early and they got that goal for morgan riley and i went good that's exactly what they needed because they did not look good when it was zeros right. they did not look good to start the game they get that goal and they blow it right away immediately tampa pounces on them and from that point forward tampa out shoots them 14 to 9 in the first period Tampa comes out again and starts the second period better. I thought Austin Matthews, if you want to circle guys who like didn't have the greatest games, good for him that he scores that goal at the end of the game. Where was he for most of it? Like, yeah. I, I don't know, man. There were moments where William Nylander flashed. There were moments where Marner flashed. 
I thought there were really moments where Tavares flashed tonight, but ultimately yeah. like that group as a whole comes up short again. And I can't help but feel like the moment got to them at least somewhat. Otherwise it's like, it's one of two things you got to admit as a group, either you're saying that Tampa Bay is better than you. And it's going to be lucky for you to win this thing or the nerves are getting to you a little bit in these moments. And that's probably only going to grow as the games go on here. Yeah, no, I, I feel the same way. You know, tonight was a night I feel pretty comfortable being critical of, of Matthews where you're just, you're get, you get to this point so often that you're just begging for the guy, for your guy to pull you through. And, you know, I know he pulled you through in game four and he stepped up and I'm not saying it has to be every night, but like, they're just begging for a performance in one of these moments where they can actually get over the hump that it comes. And it didn't tonight. You're right. They got, you know, of the core four, if you want to pick the best two guys, you know, who it's going to be, you don't want it to be Willie and JT. It was Willie and JT tonight. Willie Nylander was their best forward. He was dynamic, ton of pop. Um, you know, JT had a, a lot of good looks. Like, they were good tonight. But, yeah, definitely disappointed they didn't get more out of their big guys. Now, that said, Morgan Riley, you know, maybe the best player on the Leafs every single game. Yeah. But I thought he was again tonight. Yeah, same. I, I think, I, like, I tweeted this, but it's truly how I feel. Like Morgan Riley's regular season is just gone. It's into the ether now. He has erased it. It's almost like no matter what happens from here on out, bringing up his regular season, like if you start next year and he goes into a slump, are you really going to bring that up? Are you really yeah. going to bring up the contract yeah. in week two, three, four of the regular yeah. season if Morgan Riley looks that way again? I think that he actually has changed the narrative of his season with how good his play has been. I just – yeah, I, again, I, I don't want to come on here and just say stupid stuff. I don't want to just come on here and just be like, they choked and everything's the same and blah, 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 blah. But yeah, yeah they're in a series I, here. I, I don't think it's too much to ask for them to have tried to win that game. I will say this. This is the, the comforting thing for me is uh, I like right now I'm having Christopher Stieg on every single week on my podcast, right? Two-time Stanley Cup champion who's played with team, like Patrick Kane and John Taves and Duncan Keith and all these guys. And he predicted the Leafs would lose this game and loosen up in game six. Mm -hmm. He was like, this is going to be a huge game for them on home ice where they come in and they're feeling it. It's going to be the extra day off and they're going to be thinking about it more and more. And that if you're going to see them settle into their game, their best shot to do it is game six. I and agree. I'm holding on to that because that guy does wear two Stanley Cup rings. And yeah, it's just... Uh, well, and hey, look, Bunk, they're a vibes team. Like when yeah. they're, when it's harder, when their backs are against the wall, they, you know, it's after they've had some sort of dis, some letdown, they usually come back with a really strong performance. So I don't think it's out of the question that, you know, they go down there and play well. I don't, you know, I still think they're going to win this series. It's not like that, but I think you look at this lineup. And as I said, at the top of the show, mm -hmm. you don't have to be here. If guys just play the way they played during the regular season and you got a number of guys who, you know, Kelly Yarncroft, no good. You know, the, there was the big bunting decision, which I'm sure you'll lead us into at some point. Sam Lafferty was garbage tonight. Sure was. Bad. The fourth line, the fourth line, Lafferty was out for one shot attempt four and a dozen against, you know, I think camp was three, four and 18 against. The fourth line had their lunch stolen today, and it was uh, it was not a pretty sight. You know what, Borneo? Ends up being the wrong decision. I, I Yeah, it was it was the wrong decision. And Even though I thought it was one they should make personally, I, I admit I got it wrong too. I, I've said this now on multiple platforms. I said it on my podcast today. I went on with our friend Haley Salvi and I was screaming it from the rooftop. I just, 
hockey is sometimes the dumbest sport to me in this regard is like I said it, if your starting cornerback in an NFL game gets back in a playoff series, not going to be like, well, we won the last game. So we're going to leave our starting cornerback out yeah. in the NBA. If your sixth man is injured and then he comes back or he's in a suspended, like Draymond green punches a guy in the nuts and the warriors win without him. They're not like, you know what? Draymond, the vibes are high for the Golden State Warriors. We're going to leave you out of the lineup. No, he gets back in because he's an yeah. important player. He's one of the teams. That's like, and for whatever reason, hockey looks at it. Dude, Sam Lafferty has played, I want to say, 250 games in his career. He has 23 goals. That's what Bunting had this year in the regular season. When the Leafs are trailing in that hockey game, like you don't want to see Michael Bunting out there take yeah. a couple of shifts. You want to wonder what the third period looks like with a guy who, again, has 46 goals in the last two seasons with a bunch of guys he's played a ton of minutes with, like, I, I understand Leafs. It wasn't that black and white though. You know, I, I think it was, I just personally, I do. I, I think that the whole idea of like rolling over a lineup is too much. And I think that the, the part that is not black and white is, well, you don't want him engaging in Tampa with the dumb stuff and giving Tampa a spark, it's but that was the thing, play him in the Lafferty minutes. And then if you're down in a game, bump him up the lineup. I don't I just thought there was a way to That's do it. The puzzle piece thing where he's on the fourth line now and somewhere he's had yeah. no success. You know, he's not a four checker. He's not a defender. He's a guy who helps get points. He doesn't fit there. It was a fit thing for me. If he was in, he was going to be back in the top six. I don't know. Anyway, it ends up being wrong. You're right. You know, this is how sports work. And, you know, this is something I've heard Kyle Dubas say many times while working for him is that you can do whatever you want. It just has to work. And when you get it wrong, it's on you for the decision made. So they got it wrong here. And look at the other side. Coop ends up looking like a genius. Pulls out Tanner Janot, who they just traded five picks for. Asimont scores a massive goal, has a, has a great game for them. He ends up being the difference. I know. God, it just, if you're Sheldon Keefe, there's got to be a part of you in a quiet moment that is just terrified of forever having John Cooper be your daddy. Like, if you blow this series, if you blow this series, I mean, you're the first guy fired. You're the number one guy that gets the boot before anybody else. Like, your key card doesn't work. The second, like, off the the bench, you don't get into the dressing room to give the end of season speech. You got to leave out the Zamboni door. (laughs) Some guy, uh, I'm doing a succession reference when the Logan's girlfriend shows up and he makes her leave the old wife makes the girlfriend leave out the back door take the service elevator it's like that's Sheldon Keith, that girlfriend crying in Logan Roy's apartment and being showed and shuttled out the back it's just over for you Sheldon and yeah your legacy as a coach is going to be you got put in the pocket of John Cooper I don't know I just again it's just my opinion I totally understand the bunting side I will say this I wasn't like dying on the bunting hill going I can't understand this at all it's the dumbest thing ever I'm the same way yeah, I, but I did feel as though, I like I started my show with this today, my podcast, that it's a strange decision to me. I wish they would have done it. I don't think it's what swung the game by any stretch of the imagination. But yeah, God. watching Sam yeah. watching Sam Lafferty tonight and then watching John Cooper make a difficult decision with their like stud pickup that they spent multiple draft picks on get scratched so that a guy named Isimov could get in the lineup who actually scores a goal – it was hard not to think about that as a swinging doors moment for me. Like, that's all. It was just, to yep. me, it's a something. It's at least a story. Of course. Of course it is. Absolutely. Um, yeah, okay. I, I got I got nothing else on that, so. 
Yeah, me neither. Uh, now I'm just belaboring a point because I was just a little frustrated with it. And I was also getting texts from people going like, where's Bunting? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, here's the other question. How drastic do you get with your lineup change going into the next game? Because Justin Hall, notably on the ice for all goals against, except for the empty netter at the end, which obviously doesn't count. Um, just what let's, what'd you think of Justin Hall's game tonight? Because sometimes guys are on the ice in bad situations. You've brought this up many times before when you do the video, like a guy can just end up stepping out yeah. or it's a bad spot or it's not his fault. Where are you at in terms of Justin Hall whipping boy at this point? Because yeah, the numbers against are starting to really stack up here and they did again tonight. Yeah. Well, I'll just start by saying a guy that I really like and respect in Mark Giordano has been their worst defenseman. Like he's been worse than Hall to me. And I yeah. think he's put Hall in bad spots. You know, Hall pivots the wrong way on the ace amount goal. Like you still want the, the, the save obviously, but he just gives them that extra little bit of, of room by turning to the inside and that hurts them. He was bad. You know, like he, he's just, he missed haggle on the neutral zone uh, check there. The, before the first goal going for the big hit, he's, He's been really disappointing in this series, and that pair is just leaving them in their own zone so much. Truly, the difference between talking about a series that's 50-50 or whatever, right now it's in Tampa's favor just because that pair can't make a play. They can't break the puck out. It is. Here's my one thing, Bunk, and sorry to go on a little bit of a rampage here, but... You don't have to do that to me, buddy. I'm yeah. the most criminal offender of this who ever lived, so go on. The... The idea of like in the playoffs when a team has gone seven games and then won a series and then they go on and play a team that has just swept their series. The team that has just gone seven games has won the next series like five of the last six times and like a ton of times. They're in the moment. They're in the, they're used to the energy and pace of, of the, those games. They haven't relaxed. I think that sort of thing makes it hard to put in Timothy Lilligren and say – go get him, tiger like hauls out. And so maybe, you know, maybe it's just been too bad and, and you have to pull someone out. You probably have to pull someone out in Tampa Bay, but I do worry about the ability to just drop someone out of the press box in game six and have them be better than what you've seen from 30 or three and 55. I Sammy is here looking grainy as hell. I'm looking. Uh, yeah. Like this is just a, absolute gong show uh you can't keep <laughs> you can't keep me in here i'm gonna give people people are gonna be thinking my, they're hammered uh, looking at fine. my screen i'm as blurry yeah, as i've ever been yeah it's fine you got a take for us you sound uh, you sound fine uh yeah okay, <laughs> i just i've just been grinding here hard to get into this uh don't know what to tell you that was that was a what i asked born this question off the top i'll just ask you do you think the leafs choke tonight yeah. Yeah. A little bit. I think yeah. there was some tight buttholes for a lot of the night. Thought they got that goal early and it was going to be a different story. And they immediately got tight and didn't go in the net for them. And they, they score. And yeah, man, I listen, it's just a familiar feeling. That's all I'll say. It's just a very, very familiar feeling. And I'm sure that you guys have gone over that, but yeah. that game felt like a lot of big games have felt in the last yeah. five years. I'm going to yeah. switch cameras here, boys, real quick. Hold on. Yeah, it's just, all it's right. it's all right. Yeah. It, I Look at Sammy. Look at Diva. He's so worried about looking at It looks horrible. Him. No, it just looks horrible. Yeah, <laughs> okay, buddy. So, so going back. I think here's here's my thought on this, though, Borny, when it comes to, I like how Sam just dropped in to tell us that his, he, his computer <laughs> doesn't look good, and then he just leaves. Uh, it's the very, very key. Way to make it back. about you. Uh, so, 
I think if you're going to take somebody out, though, it does have to be Hall, even though I agree with you that Giordano has been worse. Like, Well, as your right side guy, he's played with Gio. He's played well with Gio. Yeah. Yeah. And he does PK like it's that's probably what they're going to end up doing. It's just been too much. You have to make a change. You know, what, what, what's, what about TJ Brody? Like he had it's 78 good hockey games or 80 good hockey games this year. I mean, he can't make a play. Like, it's like he's using a wiffle stick half the time. I don't know what it is, man. I got to assume that it's some kind of upper body injury because he just looks like he doesn't want to initiate contact the same way. It, it feels like, guys, I don't know if it's just Tampa's quality forecheck or if it is a TJ Brody thing, but to me, it just looks like when he's trying to close the gap and he's trying to get physical with somebody and take them out, it's just not happening for him the same way. Like, yeah. he's just not been nearly as effective as that. Well, and so, he, like his confidence looks low. Like, at the point, he had three blocks or shots blocked, and then he didn't want to shoot. I, I told you, it looks like Ben Simmons beyond the arc. Like he's just afraid to have it out there. Yeah. So, so you guys have been discussing Hall, obviously, at length here. And the, yeah, that's, the that's whipping what's happening right now. And that's that the whipping he's taken. Yeah. I, uh, Justified? Yeah. It's, it's gone the wrong way here. Like if you're, gonna make, if you're making an adjustment, you got to take him out like for his own good. Like I, he's just been on the ice for too many goals against. And I know some of those stats that have gone out that are somewhat misleading in terms of how much he's killing all that, but they're just getting, I mean, him and geo, they're getting caved in every shift with them together. Like they are nine, two at five on five with hall on the ice. Those two guys. I honestly feel like that was the difference in the game tonight was those two guys on the ice. Like, I thought it was a pretty tight game for a lot of the stretches, but those two goals go in, they're out there. I don't really know. Like, I, I don't want to be, I'm, I'm a proud member of Hall's Dolls here, but I think I have to turn my back. I think he's out. Like, I don't know how you don't make the adjustment without him going out. I'll see, I'll, I'll give you a quote that Sheldon Keefe said when uh, he was asked about Justin Hall just now. I would ask if he's out there by himself when he gets scored on, because the answer to that would be no. So that doesn't necessarily sound like a guy who's maybe taking Justin Hall out for next game. I don't really know what the move's going to be, but to me, that is the number one talking point coming out of this game is what he looked like. Yeah, so you know we already killing, covered. Sorry, go ahead, Bonnie. Yeah. Well, you know what's killing me is, is, you know, it's almost like a fear to take the puck up the ice for him and Geo. Geo, like he's stuck in mud. He gets the puck and he stopped and it ends up being a flipper and icing. I bet you he's iced the puck in five games, 15 times in this series hall. When he's getting the puck, he's not taking those first strides up the ice. Like Jake McCabe was one of the five best players on the ice tonight. He, you know, he was wonderful. You know, lugging the puck up, moving his feet. You got to skate. You got to skate the puck and things open up for you to make plays. Those guys are just stuck in mud. To me, it just seems like hall is the, He's the tasty treat. Like Tampa sees him back there and they're dumping it in on his oh, yeah. side and he's he's going to retrieve it and they're sending guys in. It just feels like they're able to come out with it over and over and over again against him. Like he is just having one hell of a time. <laughs> I don't know. I feel bad for the guy. I'm with Sammy though at this point. I just think it's so bad that Bourne, like your point is well taken about the guys having to come in cold and what an awful experience that is and the the track record of this. To me, this has just gotten to the point of what do you have to lose? Like, can mm-hmm. it actually be worse than what you're seeing from those two guys right now? Because heading into this game, 
they had given up the most high danger shots out of any pairing in the playoffs. Yeah. So like you're literally the bottom of the barrel. You can't get right. any worse. And then you were out there for three goals again tonight. So I think if Sheldon Keith doesn't do it, it's a sign of him being stubborn more than anything else. Like you got eight D. Yeah, that was the whole story coming into this. And I, I'm sorry, but I do think it has to be Lilligren because yeah, I don't want to see Gustafson in this series. I that's could be not both, dude. It could be both. I'm telling you, Gio's been awful. They're not gonna yeah. miss it on video. They're not. I know, but you think they'd have the guts to pull that move to pull Mark Giordano out of the lineup? I don't know. The other team just pulled out the guy they traded five picks for. Yeah. They, they can't take out their league minimum six D. And the guy that they put in there scores the uh, almost the game winning goal on a play. So they pulled the right strings. Like I agree with you. It, Could you it, imagine? Be, I want Gustafson Lilligren as a pair. No, That's not my point. But it, but it might be nuclear time here. Like yeah. that that pairing is a yeah. monster issue. Monster so, issue. I know Giordano hearing them frame it that way. Like you're a league minimum D after he takes the contract. Like, I'm worth four. I'm doing that because I'm nice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're out league minimum D. It's like, oh, I'm just going to burn this place to the ground. No big deal. Like, I'll just set <laughs> fires everywhere all over the building. It'll be okay. Yeah. I, I think that where I'm at is if they, if you told me though, I'm, I'm just where I'm at. I was with Michael Bunting sitting today where I went, I disagree but it's not a hill I'm going to die on. And I think I'm the same way where if you pulled both of those guys out at this point, I wouldn't be going, I can die on this. A little bit more surprised just given that at least he and Lilligren have a good track record together. Man, Lilligren, as much as he struggled the last month of the season, well, basically from the point his best friend was traded, like Mm -hmm. they traded his best friend and he went into a full blown just depression his game completely when yeah. Sandine was traded. But before that, we were having conversations about where he was in terms of the Leafs' best defenseman. And so I think you give him a shot at this point. I think you put him back with old familiar, old faithful Mark Giordano. You see if it changes something. Yeah. But boy, if it backfires on the road there and you go into a game seven where that doesn't work again, like I don't know what you do then. I, You're just screwed. I, I'm telling you, boys, I bet you he rolls Keith. He rolls Geo and Hall back out there game six. Like mm. I, I really feel like this is gonna be a sticking point. Like I he's no he has his guys and like I he's I just I really think that this is gonna be a contentious situation. That I it's just, gonna be like one of those things. And I think a lot of it has to do with what Borney says about throwing these guys in ice cold. And it's just the concerns for that. It's not like it's game two or game three. You're going into game six. They've been sitting a long time. No. And I think that part of it's going to scare Keefe. And I have a really sinking feeling in my gut that he's going to go down with the ship with these guys either way. Like, I just, I don't see any world where he pulls out Mark Giordano. Every chance he got all year, he gushed about Mark Giordano and how much he loves him. Like, he's not taking him out. And Hall has been healthy, scratched a couple times, but I just... I think it's. I think he's too stubborn. I don't think he's going to do it. I really, really don't. And I think he should. But if gun to my head, if it happens, I don't think it does. I think if if they go game seven and Dubas and Keith know their careers as Maple Leafs are on the line, Justin Hall is a hundred percent in the lineup. They are going Agreed. to go with their guys. Yeah. They have a one game buffer might free him up to to make a change, knowing it's not the end of the road if it doesn't work. Boy. 
Boy, oh boy, oh boy. It's just Sammy, you agree Bunting comes back in now for Lafferty, oh, of course. Right? Yeah, yeah, of yeah. course. Oh, for Lafferty. Where does yeah. he play? Oh, he's yeah. got to play in Yarn Croc's part. Yarn Croc's been a dog. Dog. If, if I'm taking somebody out, it's absolutely Yarn Croc. Yarn Croc has, has given him do anything. He's given them nothing. Like he could, he had a wide open net tonight. He couldn't tuck. He missed a couple wide open nets. He shot one right at Vasilevsky's chest. He's doing nothing. He's playing with the two best players on the team, two of the best players on the team, and he's not contributing. He skates around. He does everything really fast. So it kind of looks like he's doing something, but he's not getting a lot of done out there. I, if on merit to me, like at least Lafferty skates fast and runs into guys on that fourth line. Like, I don't think he's getting caved in. Yarn Croc's playing on the top line and giving you nothing. Like to me, if it's on merit, 100% Yarn Croc coming out, but it won't be. It'll be Lafferty or Zach Aston Reese or one of these guys. Boys, this honestly, I, I'd love to hear, wouldn't you kill to be a fly on the wall in the Leafs room right now? Because like, it's either to me going like Bourne, you've been there with Sheldon Keefe. You know what this is like, but I would just imagine this is either like a speak when spoken to situation because you don't want to have this right where there's a million, million things and overthinks. That's why I'm kind of with what Sam's saying. Cause I, I could just see Sheldon Keefe going, everybody shut up. We're going back to lines that we had that were with us all season. You're right. Bunting's back in the top six. Arncroft he's probably going back down to the third line, maybe playing with Ryan O'Reilly. And I don't think, and maybe Lafferty's out, but that the D pairing stay the same and that they're not exactly like, do you think they're chopping it up like this right now with no. Ross nations? How deep is this going? Here's I, I love having the insight on this. So I was in the coach's office. We played five playoff series while I was there, obviously got down, lost a couple and went the other way. I've seen it. So maybe Keith has changed, but at least, you know, he's, when I was there, he's an emotional guy. And when the losses come, he is quick to, he doesn't want to hear your dumb idea. He is quick to kind of be negative about it. Like a lot of people are better off saying nothing in the immediate aftermath. He'll come to the rink as a new guy tomorrow, open-minded to every suggestion conceivable. That is not the case right now. And I think of some of the more successful NHL coaches Quenville and Daryl Sutter and these guys that just talk and it's easy. And like, it's, you know, they'd be chopping it up. I think that's a bit of a flaw is that it'd be very tense in that office right now until they've all gone through the video and know what their opinions are. And which is fine. It's a different way to doing it, but no, I do not think they're casually chopping up what everyone thought right now. <laughs> I can't imagine. So I just, just... Split, splitting a large cheese pizza, just chatting it up. I don't think that's going on right now. <laughs> I, feet up on the desk. I just keep thinking about things like, because this is what we're worried about, right? This is why I started with the choke, but I just picture these guys now on the plane going down to Tampa. Yeah. Like what is the vibe on that plane? It's just, I imagine the vibe is when you run into a stranger and you're on the subway and you're listening to good music and you're like, please don't talk to me. <laughs> you know, like I just, I just, please don't say a word to me. Just yeah. keep moving so I can, zone out and not have to spend any energy on you. I just imagine a very quiet plane down to Tampa. And I, I'm not sure that's good. Ryan O'Reilly, buddy, get in there. Spezza. Yeah. I don't know who start, talks. Who's been there? Singing a, start singing a song. Get that goddamn guitar out and start strumming a little <laughs> yeah. wonder wall for the boys. Get them fired up. Green, <laughs> oh, I, so I, 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 I don't know. Like they might blow this series. They might not, but I, I really, I, I really, 
I really do think that they're going to win on Saturday. Yeah. Like I, 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 they have three kicks in the can. Like they've played well in that building before. They don't have fear of that building. Maybe it comes back here for seven. Maybe they lose, but I still think I, like, I am feeling confident still. I thought tonight they got a lot, like the breaks that went their way in the, in two games in Tampa, hockey gods kind of pulled back a little bit tonight. I thought. Do you want to like, talk I, about their 88? Cause their 88 was pretty good. Well, yeah. 35 for the Leafs. I mean, he, Hey, I, Vasilevsky made some saves today. Yeah, tonight. he was good. He was, he was good, but I thought there was a lot of chances that were going in in the other games where they were still getting their guys to the front of the net. They were still getting shots on front of the net, and they were just kind of missing tonight. Like there was a play when they were shorthanded where Jake McCabe threw into the front of the net. That was a tap in. It goes under somebody's stick. Maybe it was camp stick. It misses by a centimeter. Even when they were down three two and they were pressing with the goalie pulled, Morgan Riley floated that exact same shot that went in. Yeah. It floats by the net. He never saw it for a second. Like they're still, their process was still good on him. They just didn't go in tonight. Like I, I thought he made a couple good saves and he had a couple spooky moments where I'm like, oh, he's back, but they still got a couple by him. And like, he wasn't really, really dynamic tonight. I didn't think. I thought they were pretty comfortable being like, oh, shooting from distance works. Well, that's fun. You know, like I thought a couple of times they gave pucks back to Tampa thinking that this is going to be the way to score every time. But yeah, at the other end of things was maybe yeah. a bigger problem. Vas and Samsonov. Samsonov made a lot of saves, but the couple that went in were woof. That breakaway was so bad. Like, could you have telegraphed that shot anymore? Like he comes in, barely a move, he just fires it like right at his blocker. Marner has that unbelievable move where he digs in hard on the forehand and stops. And it's like you got a wide open breakaway. I know you want to get a shot off there, but he's so good at that move. He just rushed it. And it's like that never had a chance a wrister from the hashies, like no it, deception. Yeah. No, nothing yeah. in it. Like he just, he rushed it. Yeah. It's weird too, because he's looking back at the play. He sees how much time and space yeah. he has. Right. And still it felt rushed. Like, again, this is where I, I'm, maybe I'm trying to focus too much on the psychological stuff right now, but I really do feel like this it's going to be like, even when Sammy, you're like, they got three kicks at the can. I do too, because I think once you're in a game seven, it's just all bets are off. Like there's no more. That's not a kick at the can anymore. That's just you're in the one game series for your lives. You're bashing you get, the can off your head on that one. Yeah, like that's, <laughs> oh God, I, the fear of watching that game. Poor Leafs fans. The the poor Leafs fans that have to endure. Imagine buying a ticket for that game seven. I was going to say, I was gonna say maybe go back to COVID times and just be an empty building because no one will go. Put <laughs> <laughs> the tarps. Get the tarps up. Only let the nurses in, and that's it. <laughs> that's all we're doing for this game. Only but, real like, way to avoid the pain is put the tarps on the ice. Oh my god. my god. Okay, but with the goaltending, I think I like I agree with both of you in a sense. Like I thought I thought Vasilevsky was better than he's been in the entire series. Sure. That he no did make some he did make some really good saves, but yeah, the Leafs totally missed some opportunities tonight. And their process against him just, yeah, a lot of the times was they just weren't able to finish some of these plays. But I also think that, again, psychological being my overtone here, when Vasilevsky makes a big save, there's just a difference to a guy like that who's that pedigree of a player where you go, oh, no, he's locking in, right? Like, oh, no, he's doing his thing. Whereas with Samsonov on the other side, when he's doing it, it feels like it's fleeting despite him being the better goaltender throughout the series. Like Samsonov has made a lot of saves. He got out of the way of the third one tonight, though. He had to actively remove himself from the I, net for it to go in. I, I, I hated how that the, one went. 
I hate the third one way more than the second one. Like oh, I have, no, I have no idea what happened on that third goal. Like it's just That's like he's in good position, and then all of a sudden he's like lying at the bottom of the circle. Like what is happening here? What oh, happened? Dude, that that was genuinely like the mob. He owes the mob too much money, and he had to take a dive because it just <laughs> makes no sense how he ended up in the spot that he's in, and how the puck goes in the back of the net the way that it does. And yeah, how it's just of course it's Nick Paul who. Mr. Watch him here. He gets so busy that he gets into his own D-man. Like he had to actively get up and out of the way instead of just staying in the crease and facing the puck. And then even the move to try to make the save is mind-boggling. The process over. That's so. This this is was the way I was going to frame Samsonov to you guys tonight. Is oh, I feel you, buddy. Did he keep a minute or did he kill him? I have thirty-five arrow up written on my sheet a lot. He made some really good saves. He did. He did. He kept them in it for a long time. When it was 2-1 for a long stretch, he kept them in it. And then he let in the brutal one and they end up scoring the second goal, right? So it's yeah. it's a real give and take. It was a Jekyll and Hyde night. Like I I thought that he was excellent for long stretches. Like you said, Borny, arrow up. But man, those two are just such backbreakers. And they're just such like, God, these games are all the same. Like you think of the game seven with Gallagher and he shoots one through the legs of Jack Campbell. For, it's like all these games are the goddamn same. It's just they <laughs> all are the same game. Every yeah. one of these games that they've played in these regu- these these elimination games, they are all the same. It's like you let in a bad squeaker, you can't get a bounce. The big guys mm-hmm. kind of go away. Like it's all happening again here tonight. <laughs> okay, was, yeah. It checked all the boxes. Yeah, hold on. All right. It checked. No, listen. Come on, Borny. Come on. It It checked every box. Yeah. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. I I, I see it. I see that. Yeah, listen. They got out coached. Their goalie let in softies. Their depth players, yeah, were not really great. And their stars didn't really pretty much ghosted. Like, I really do think that there was some chokery that happened. Like, Matthews has one of the best shots on the planet. That first opportunity he got in the game on the power play is like right in his wheelhouse, perfect on tape, time, space, clean look. Crocs it like five feet over the net. He missed, the... He, he, he missed it by five feet. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm like, that's choking. I'm sorry. That's to you. What else am I supposed to interpret yeah. that as? And they got out coached. Like, it's just, you're right. I There's a know. lot. The same guy pots one, you know, down a goal. It's not like he, you know, choking is hard when the guy scores in a big moment. It's like he missed a chance for sure. Do you score that goal he scored tonight? Uh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I put that one in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, How how low in the ranks of hockey player do you have to go before that goal doesn't go in? There's a chance I tap that baby hole. Yeah. Like that wasn't exactly like Burray in his prime there. Like that was no, a tap in. Nowhere to be, right? That's half the battle. He knows where yeah. to be. Sure. Yeah. I'm just saying that I still think that you can score a goal and be a choker, like, uh, or, or have choked in the game. Like anyways, yeah, this is whatever. Anyway, um, it was a tough one for them tonight, but the Samsonov thing, here's what I'll say from a positive side of it. He lets in the second goal, which was quite bad. Hall, we went over it, blah, blah, blah. Goes in the back of Isimov, scores on him. It, it's ugly. Nobody likes it. And for about a minute and a half, two minutes of actual game time, 
I thought he was swimming around and I went, Oh no, he lost it again. I even texted you guys. Michael Phelps is back. Like it's just, he was loose in the paint. He was just not looking very good. And then all of a sudden he made a couple of saves and I just thought he settled himself back in. And I just think that was very critical for the Leafs moving forward that as bad as the third goal was too, that he did let in another softy in the game that, if we're doing process versus results, I do think that the process was still, again, mostly sound for Samsonov. Like, it's small, but it's something. I think that's a very optimistic way to look at it, Mr. Bunkus. Yeah, for right. sure. He's like, yeah, hey, let it do. He's allowed to steal you a game there. You make so many good saves. Could you just not make the yeah. one where you actively have to evade the puck? Yeah. That's Outside all. of the two horrific backbreaking softies, <laughs> he was pretty great tonight. No, I'm saying that he did let in the backbreaking softies. I'm saying after the first one, the first backbreaking oh, yes, softies, yes, yes, I thought yes. there was a chance for him to completely go off the rails and be a nightmare again. For sure. No question. Confident whatsoever. And then from the rest of the game on, I thought that he actually sort of looked like himself after about a little bit, like maybe a minute or two refractory period where he was swimming around. Yeah, fair. Uh, positive note, I got one, if we are interested in such things. Sure. Um, I mean, Sure. This is the first game in a series watching the Leafs, one of these first round series where it felt like they were successful at wearing the other team down physically to some extent. Like Jake McCabe threw a couple of bangers tonight. Uh, Aston Reese hit Hedman. You saw the, the replay of him go to the bench sore. Like it feels like the finishing every check of guys like Achari and Lafferty and can you know, all those guys there's been some benefit. Like, uh, yeah, we got some highlights here. You, you know, you had McCabe put a guy on his back. I, you know, that's been a plus is that I don't think Tampa's having a ton of fun as this goes on. Uh, yeah, they, they Fair. really, they really have been leaning on him. The granite man has just been punishing everybody. Jake yeah. McCabe was running around. Like it was a junior B game tonight. Absolutely loved it. Just looking for, looking for, I don't know, looking for scalps out there. He was, he had his head up looking for hits. Like that's a great hit. So yeah, I loved him tonight. Uh, McKay was excellent tonight. Yeah. Really good. I, I love that McCabe timing on the blue line hit that he has in his bag mm-hmm. where it's like he for guys trying to make that entry waiting oh. for them. The it's great. No, McCabe was hunting. He was around the net. I liked him a lot too. Uh, I do think that's a positive. I will say this though. So Hedman goes off and he's wincing and there's that shot of him where he's just mm-hmm. lit the bench. You mentioned he's on the, he's on the bench. He's just looking up like, it's the first period. On yeah. Edmund was the best player in the game. Oh, he won't go away. He's hurt yeah, nine he... places, and he's just awesome. Ah, yeah, he's a big yeah he's TV dive faking. He's oh my knee. Oh, <laughs> everybody, I'm hurt. I'm hurt. I'm hurt. Oh, yeah, I'm playing thirty five minutes a night. I'm so hurt. Like, give me a break. <laughs> Milk it you're more. The, you're the guy the Leafs fans need the most in this group. Yeah, he's just like he's milking it. He's milking it just like Braden Point milked it when he was went off, like he got shot with a six shooter in the hip. Like <laughs> why Ross we, why Ross Ross Colton one? milking it when he gets cross checked in the shoulder and falls down like he got shot. They're a diver team. All they they're, they're a bunch of divers. So that's I, to me, he's just milking it, and like Love he knows it. the cameras are on him. He knows everybody's focused on him, and he's he's skating like a gazelle. He's not hurt. <laughs> he's fine. He missed a game in the series. Ah, oh, yeah, he's fine. <laughs> so fresh okay yeah yeah, that's quite the take there that's yeah i'm sure that got all the joe and etobicoes real fired up there in the chat you should should go for a uh okay so 
I want to bring this up. Are you, do you want to do rapid fire? Or is there any other big topic from the game that you guys have? I think we've touched uh, on the moon. Did you guys point. give uh, Morgan Riley love? Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Best, best player in the Leafs. Um, other, other guy, has Ryan O'Reilly ever lost a puck battle? Is no. my, like, ever yeah. once in my his career. Thing. It is unbelievable thing. watching big, strong men compete with pucks or for pucks with him. Yeah. He's so hard on the puck. He, like time and time again, he is just awesome to watch do that. And it's, it's weird because you want to see some of the other guys do it a little bit more the way that like, he's so nasty. It's an art. It's a, you know, who does it like him? Only other guy in the league I can think of is Zach Hyman, just like heavy body position, stick left yeah. mine. Now, one of my, one of my greatest fears with Ryan O'Reilly is that if the Leafs do blow this, that he like has to wear this and he's like, oh, he was a part of that. And it's like, no, just be free, Ryan. You have nothing to do with this. Like, this is not on you. That's a good my, take. You're my right. sweet boy, Ryan. You, this is not on you, Ryan. You're this trying not... so hard. You're having so many great shifts every game. You're the man. You're the only yeah. one who cares. Don't let this him wear like, this. This is like Sam like breaking up with a girl because it's the right thing for her. He's like, you know, you deserve better than me. Yeah, it's true. It's like, you deserve better. But actually, there's a woman upstairs that definitely does. So I can relate. Yeah, I like that. Uh, rapid fire time. I love the early goalie poll. Sam and I disagree about this vehemently. It worked out for the Leafs. And then the broadcast was kind of in shock that they decided to go down a goal. Yeah. Three Sam minutes left. hockey guy gets it. Simmer hockey. But, the, 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 the second poll was egregious. Like the first one, when you're down two, completely get it. Have to do it there, right call. But then to get the goal and pull him out, what was it, 330? I was like, oh my God, my hockey sensibilities. I was like, no. oh. No, but that pull, that pull's not a 303 pull. That pull is a, it was icing. The other team had a line on for a long time. I think 45 yep. seconds end of shift. You get your best guys fresh six on five against a tired group. They don't make that pull if it's a fresh group, if it's a good line. That was like, a, okay, here's an opportunity moment. All right. I thought it was Keith's best That's moment fair. of the game. I thought it was Keith's best moment of the game where he went against what is the conventional thought there. It, it, Borny, you nailed it. I, I can't even add to it because you said every single piece that uh, needs during, to be said. About it. During, um, the, em during the empty net pull there, when that puck goes down and goes off the post, I thought we were getting our 2014 women gold medal game moment where it yeah, goes same. down there and they have a chance to put it away. It rolls off the post and they go down and tie the game. I really thought that was coming. And uh, news. I like how it did we, not. Sammy, we really got to get you on the show at the right time because you keep circling back on the ah, things sorry, we've done, but you're like, but you're like fresh legs and you keep coming in here. Like you're the young Matthew Nyes and we're like tired at the end of our shift being sorry, like, Hey, boys. we talked about this already. When, if we're going to do time as a flat circle, Alex Kerfoot flipping a puck over the glass oh, made people feel what? Bad. <laughs> <laughs> Do you need a thesaurus or are you okay there? Yeah, yeah. How about this one? <laughs> Shitty. <laughs> Let him know. Yeah, that's a more accurate assessment. I, I pictured every person that was sitting on that side of the glass, you know, like where the puck goes in. Because so normally any type of ball, puck, whatever goes into play and it's an exciting moment for anybody, right? Like, oh, an object from the game is, is be in our area. And I just pictured 
whoever it came close to it, just like hitting them in the chest and them being sick by just disgusted looking at no way that this just happened. Kerfoot gave it the like, do I have an ice chip on my blade? Look, which maybe he did because that's an unusual thing. So that was one of the most, that was one of the worst ones I've ever seen. Like he had no pressure. Really? He just like looked at the glass and looked like he was aiming to do that. Like he looked like he was trying to do it. But she yeah. was not. No, Forty though. I love the look at the blade move that he did. I went, yeah, go off. Go to the box. <laughs> yeah. yeah, what are you going to give it to the equipment manager? You're like, look, it's all messed up. You had Bobby, to you got to tape my stick better, buddy. <laughs> Get this together. Awful. Yeah. Um, is Nick Paul officially a leaf killer? Yeah. Buddy. Yeah, he is. If Nick Paul's eyes are any further apart, they'd be in his ears. <laughs> 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 I can't stand that guy. Can't stand yeah. it. Oh, yeah. He's officially that, a leaf That's killer. some beer league post whistle scrum <laughs> chirp right there. That was pretty good. Uh, yeah. Again, I like the goalie pull. Um, God, that one was ugly. Uh, I thought that the penalty kill, at least again, small positives. Leafs didn't get in the box a ton tonight, but when they did, the penalty kill looked all right. And Samsonov was good for them on the first one. Borny, what did you think of the the special teams tonight? Uh, Mitch Marner was really good. Marner, I actually, you know, you know, I, I thought he had a pretty good game all around, and he was a valuable contributor in the PK. So, yeah, yeah. I, like I mean, it's just if we're going script again, we're just following the script of all the other games. No power play goals in an elimination game. So, what are they now? Two for twenty-four. I don't know if you guys talked about this, if I'm doing the circle back thing, no. but like this no, is another, there's another part of the script now where they had two power plays and they got nothing on them. And they had a huge moment going into that third period where they had a chance to tie the game and they didn't. And it's just now they're, it's, it's the script. The script has been written. Like, you remember that the, before the Super Bowl when everybody thought the script was written for the, that was it the Eagles to beat. That's what I'm feeling like. They're just, there's the, the script has been written here. And they can't score a big power play goal in an elimination game. It just they are Damn. allergic to it. I thought the script was written today when it dawned on me that if Toronto won this game, yeah. they'd be the first team to advance out of the first round yeah. this year. Yeah. And I went, Oh my God, that is the most karmaic. This has to be the way, you know, like this has to be the way they do it, where they're the first ones it's- through. Boys, this is all my fault. Like, this is all my fault. Like I, I agree. had so much confidence. I tried to be <laughs> Mr. This is not this is different. Ah, I yeah. screwed it all up. It's over. I, know. I agree. I, it's my McKee fault. The it's McKee my fault. Kurt. PM. Like, yeah. Uh, I, back to groveling, boys. Back to panic. <laughs> <laughs> ah! <laughs> it's so not good. Uh, last one for me was, I had the thing about that. Uh, yeah, I had the Marner breakaway. Uh, damn it. I had one other one and now I'm searching for it. Oh yeah. The hit from Maroon on geo, mm-hmm. leave it right. That what, what'd you guys think of the hit? That was rotten. I thought, yeah, yeah it was greasy. I, I thought like the most infuriating part about it to me is Rafi just giving it the Jordan shrug. I just saw it. Oh, go ahead. I thought the, the way the ref turns to see it made it look not as bad as it was. Like he kind of saw the angle wrong because of the way he turned. It's a, it's a bad hit. It's a, it's a boarding penalty if the, at the very least. I don't know. With an injury, you can make the case for, for more. Yeah. I, I was going like, to say, is it, is it get left on the ice? Is the, are we done with this hit or does this get looked at? I don't think it gets looked That's at. That's the end of it. Yeah, I, okay. like, 
I would be shocked if it got looked at, but like, it was definitely a board. I mm-hmm. thought my first reaction when I saw it in real time, I was like, Oh, that's a five. But then I kind of saw it again and I, I, I disagreed with myself, but like the ref looking straight at it and Jordan shrug is enough to drive a man to in- insanity. Like that, was, it, you know, it was if like, I, yeah. If I was that's doing weird. ref blamer, if I was doing ref blamer tonight, uh, that would be on my bingo card. That one in the blatant missed high stick on Matthew Nyes in the last two minutes with the ref, you looking right at it. And did that's, they, been, did they, that's, okay. been, that's, that's been ref corner for Sam McKee. I, I, yeah, I actually will say that I loved the way that tonight was officiated, but I also think sure. that both teams were really disciplined and that they both yeah. played really smart hockey. No one was in the series. Goes. It, it chills out by now in terms of yeah. that stuff. No, Try to win. I had no, like I said, I'm not really too concerned, but they did miss a blatant high stick on Nyes in the last two okay, minutes. But that's gonna say, I didn't see the angle where it actually got him. I don't know okay. if I just looked away. Definitely got him. Oh, yeah, kind of no, looked no. like he did that. I got shot and then he didn't have a mark on his face. So yeah. I went, well, where to get you? That caught, uh, he's got a huge cut on his face from before. So he could just tell the ref that's what it's from. He's like, you missed it. I look at this cut. Scab. <laughs> yeah. That was uh, already there. Anyway, yeah. Tonight is just, it's, yeah. The, all the demons, you get all the demons. Congrats, Leafs. You did it to this fan base that gives you everything. You couldn't just go out and close a hockey game. You couldn't go out and punch Tampa in the mouth. You have, like, yeah, home ice. It's there for you. You got the most loaded team you've ever had. And, yeah, AC Mob is just burning you. It's AC Mont, by the way. So I I really – I would love them to play Tanner Janot instead of that guy because AC Mont was impactful, I thought, even outside of the goal. I thought I noticed him a bunch, like just carrying oh, that line. Puck. It he's was him and Paul and Hagel, yeah. I think. He's yeah. got some pace. I was like, oh boy, put yeah. in the put in the mutant that can't skate again. Like that guy, this guy's got some pace. So we'll see. What was annoying? I thought a lot of the Tampa Bay Lightning have been very good, and I'm reluctant to even bring up just like the one guy who I haven't really noticed a ton is Stamco. Oh yeah, 91 either. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. They, they're going six games here, and a lot of their guys have not really produced at five on five like they're a lot so we'll see how are we feel in game six confidence level low 55 percent sure they're gonna win yeah i think i'm the same when i okay. say low i still think they find a way to win that game but yeah boy like i said it's gonna be a for the, just them to have no experience of ever doing this and then just every minute of this thing mounting against them. Like there's a reason why even all the former players are talking about this going, it's going to be really interesting if they give up the first goal. It's like, well, what's that supposed to mean? Like, it's, What it means is they think these guys are choking. <laughs> so yeah, I would say that 55% is as high as I can go. Like it's the highest I'll allow myself to believe. I think they got it. They got to have a way better chance in game six than they do in game seven. So that would be my oh. final thought. Happiness hedge coming out big. Oh, buddy, I already, <laughs> already made some ducats tonight. So yeah. <laughs> heading into back. game six with some more hedging, boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just the blood money is oh, what yeah. you get from this yeah, series. Yeah. Of the this. Oh, my God. Uh, for everybody that's been watching, everybody that's been listening, thank you for tonight. I'm sorry. I hope we did all the bloodletting that you needed. Uh, I think Sammy yelling and calling Hedman a faker was, you know, had to be cathartic for some of you. 
Indianapolis. I do love that Sammy went from Tampa's a bunch of fakers and losers and Leafs are chokers to it's all my fault. What a like pure encapsulation of Leaf fans right now is. We're going, he's going through it. I, I yeah. believe you know a year ago I, kids might have called that down bad. Not anymore, but he's he's in a bad way. I said like the whole drive home to myself of like oh I screwed them over so bad I screwed it's all my fault like I knew that, like I said to everybody on my way and I'm like oh this is gonna look bad tomorrow boys I'm I'm Steve Carell in in 40 year old virgin oh bad. those those guys are good guys they won't even remember they won't even remember then the alarm clock goes off this is bad. <laughs> you texted me what you did and let's just say i was not pleased okay <laughs> so for, for the good of least nation i will be back to groveling to the hockey gods tomorrow full yeah. panic for everybody so that we can you know get back on on track for least nation all right could you could the trauma police just do it one time please no could you just... i don't think so i don't think they can i just don't think they will <laughs> The tone, the tone has shifted so drastically again, and I don't think for feeling this way. No, again, it's abusive. Anyways, uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at JD Marcus, at Sammy McKee, and at JT Bourne. Uh, we got shows tomorrow. Uh, I think I have Brian Boyle on at 9 a.m. with me. I'm also going to have Versteeg jump on because he's at the game and he was hammering me with takes nonstop, and so I need to give him like five minutes. Uh, so yeah, the two times Stanley Cup. Well, champion Christopher Stieg and then Brian Boyle of NHL Network. Mm. Uh, those two lads will be jumping on my show. Do you guys know who's going to be on with you yet? Yeah, Mac, who will be really nice to the Leafs for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. That'll be great. But he was saying the Le- he was saying forever that Tampa stinks and the Leafs are going to beat him. And now he's like, I will never pick him again. He's going to be killing him, guaranteed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just it's what I can't like wait to hear. Brain dead idiot opened up his mouth and ah! said the Leafs <laughs> No further comments at this time. <laughs> anyway, uh, if you like this show, then please hit the like button on the YouTube page. If you're watching it, uh, subscribe on iTunes, share it on Twitter. Again, it really helps us out. It helps it get seen. So we really do appreciate it. Uh, anything else, fellas, or is that good night for the two of you? Night, night. I just got two yeah. DMs that said it's all your fault. So, yeah. <laughs> hey, I would like to just say one thing in. That it is a hundred percent Sam's fault, and I told him as much before the game. <laughs> like I said, why'd you do the key curse? Oh, no, it's just, it's the team, man. It's again, it's just, like you said. It's hard for you to get any blame when they hit literally every single like, hey, the Leafs lost an elimination game, and then it's like if you ask someone, you were like, hey, fill out this sheet how you think they lost it. It would be like the stars didn't play well enough. <laughs> Their goalie led him back breaking goals and they got out coached and they tightened up like, and no power play goals, no power play goals. Yeah. Just did. That was it. It was a low scoring game. It was a low scoring affair and they weren't able to do it. Anyways, for JD Bunkus, for Sam McKee, for Justin Bourne. See you Saturday night. 